You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Monday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic. Apologies for the delay in getting this show out. My equipment at home that I normally record on is having issues, so I had to get into studio to record the Monday edition of the show. But nonetheless, having a lot of fun, and we're going to be talking a lot of BYU basketball today, both the men's and women's teams. The men's team bouncing out of the NCAA tournament in the first round on the heels of a loss to UCLA. The women's team getting ready to take on Rutgers this morning, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. We'll break down both of those matchups as well as catching you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news as we mourn the loss of a BYU football legend as well as a lot of winning across the sports landscape for the BYU athletic department. So we'll have it all covered for you guys here on a Monday. It's all brought to you today by our title sponsor, Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. Also, make sure you don't forget to vote on the Built Bar Madness, determining the best Built Bar of them all. It's all at BuiltBar.com. Once again, promo code LOCKED15. All right, there you go. The rundown of where we're going here on a Monday. So without further ado, let's dive on in. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for March 22nd, 2021. What's up, friends? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. First things first, as we get going here on a Monday, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you guys never miss an episode of the show. In addition to that, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We want five-star ratings as well as your guys' comments, what you like about the show. They both help us find BYU fans and BYU fans in turn find us and just build out our our fan base. It's, it's a ton of fun to talk to you guys every day and your guys' support is critical to what we are doing here. Uh, getting going here on a Monday, tough loss, folks. There's no doubt about it. 73-62, to 62, the BYU men's basketball program crashes out of the NCAA men's basketball tournament after the first round. Now it appears that BYU will have to go back to the drawing board because it looks like they're going to lose at least one senior because Matt Harms has already made it very clear that he is moving on with his career. He said that was my final game in the postgame comments after the loss to UCLA. Mark Pope will have to use the transfer portal to great effect and we'll talk about this later this week at some point about the look ahead on the roster for next year because it does appear that BYU could have some pretty good talent on next year's team but proven options will not be there. That's the tough part about it is because if Alex Barcelo and or Brandon and Averett decide, you know what, we're moving on. That would leave BYU in a big hole, especially along their guard line without a proven option there. If they could get one or maybe both of those guys to come back and they would not count against the scholarship limit next year, let's be clear about that, that would help them out. But we'll do more of a deep dive on that later on this week. But the loss to UCLA, I think, highlighted some of the concerns that BYU fans had going into this matchup. Their inability to hit uh, shots consistently, especially from beyond the arc, going a 3 of 17 from the three-point line, that's not what you need in a game like this. You need to be able to hit big shots in critical moments, and they were unable to do that. UCLA, conversely, Johnny Jutsang in particular, was hitting everything it felt like. 19 points in the first half on his way to a 27-point night. 
really just a marvelous outing for him. BYU had a lot of turnovers, I think 10 total in the game, but and I know the 10 doesn't sound like that many turnovers, but the bigger issue is that the 10 turnovers turned into critical points off turnovers for UCLA and really negated BYU's in really negated BYU's ability, not their inability, their ability to make a run in this game and hopefully make it a contest. They tried to get come right out of the gate in the second half and made a run at it, but after that just felt like UCLA was holding them at bay with big shot after big shot and it was over after that so as it stands this is uh yet another season where byu was one and done in the ncaa men's basketball tournament i think there are a lot of people out there who look back to last year's team with yoli childs and jake toolson and tj haas among others and say man had those guys been able to play maybe they make a deeper run in the 2020 tournament rather than the 2021 tournament but as it stands it has now been 10 years since byu advanced in the NCAA men's basketball tournament, not counting a first four victory in the play-in games. Uh, Jimmer Fredette, the last time, uh, both the years that he was in the tournament with BYU, they made it past the round of 64. And beyond that, it's been 25 years, if I'm not mistaken, since BYU advanced in the NCAA men's basketball tournament. So disappointing. There's no doubt about that. Many of you expressed as such on Twitter. I threw it out to you guys and said, hey, let me know your guys' thoughts on the loss. Uh, our good friend, Wild Turkey Fart Blunt says, it's been a big struggle for BYU for years. They rarely respond well to the ball pressure a team like UCLA provides, especially in the NCAA tournament. Uh, he's at VWAG. He's riding Van Wagner at VWAG 23. Uh, Blair Red actually turned it off said I'm super happy the NFL Network was doing a Drew Brees tribute because you could tell UCLA was way better tonight immediately uh, other comments coming in Trent at Trent underscore RC need to add players who can create their own shot I think BYU does have players who can create their own shot but they're not consistent enough I think guys like Trevin Nell they can get their own shot they just weren't they weren't able to get their shots and okay that's probably an oxymoron what am I trying to say they weren't able to uh, be consistent in this type of a matchup and would you have liked to see BYU maybe try something different when other options weren't working maybe so but man it just felt like Alex Barcelo was dragging a lot of guys along Matt Harm struggled early on in this contest it was just a difficult difficult night all the way around for the Cougars uh, at Osteomath says Cougars looked like the less athletic team. It's not a bad point. I thought that UCLA looked very, very good. Uh, Kelly at uh, Kelly underscore BYU fan. She said, I miss Baxter speaking of Gavin Baxter. Young team, good season. On to the next. Hashtag go Cougs. Ke- Kelly's got the optimism that she thinks that BYU is going to have some success moving forward and we'll have to find out what happens. Uh, at Henson72477 Michael H. Ah, yes. Don't go 3 of 17 from 3. It's not a bad point. Uh, Reed Crosby at Reed underscore Crosby. Roll players were very passive. Nell, Johnson, George, and Loner maybe had six or eight points combined. Got to get more out of those guys and letting them have wide open threes and get a rhythm hurt us. Hurts, but Pope will surprise us again next year. Just getting started. That's uh, not a bad point there uh, from Reed. Obviously, I think Pope has proven that he's got the ability to really put good programs together. The bigger issue will be, can he find a true legitimate alpha, a true star who can take over a game like a Jimmer Fredette did back in the day and make B 
BYU that much better. We'll see. But I think that's a very good point there posed by Reed Crosby that they needed more from their wing players, especially uh, Nell, Johnson, George, Loner. They did play pretty passive, and that might have been due to the fact that they've not seen the same type of pressure that UCLA provided in some time this season. So we'll see. Uh, Henry at Henry Henry 25, we lost. We were outplayed. Not a bad point. Uh, Crowberry, he said, one team performed like they should on the biggest stage and the other didn't. Simple as that. No way you're winning if you're having season low threes, assists, and free throw percentages. It, it was just one of those nights, folks, and you hate to see it on it, on the biggest stage, as Crowberry says there. You want to see BYU show better when it comes to the big dance, and unfortunately did not do so. Uh, Jeremy, UCLA had an incredible first half, and BYU had a terrible shooting night, flat-footed and shut down offensively. They were never comfortable throughout that entire game, and I think that probably goes to the the bigger point is that BYU had probably had not seen the same type of athleticism outside of Gonzaga, potentially, but they did have a good half against Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference Tournament that they had seen from UCLA. So, Just a difficult night all the way around if you're a BYU fan, and you hope that you see the Cougars bounce back from this going into next year, but it will take some roster building to get them back to this point. And I think that Mark Pope has proven so far, though, that he can do that. We'll have to let him kind of work his magic once again, and we'll take a look, like I said, later this week, more at the roster options for BYU moving ahead to 2021-2022 season. That'll be later on this week on the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, coming up here momentarily, we are going to take a look at a big time matchup for the BYU women's hoops team. They open play in the NCAA women's tournament today against Rutgers. What are the chances they have to be an upset uh, team and make it to the second round of the NCAA women's tournament? Well, to give you a look at what to, fa- what to expect as they face off against Rutgers coming up here in just a minute. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Blue Chew Guys. They're revolutionizing the game when it comes to performing in the bedroom and getting the best performance for yourself. I want to encourage you guys to take advantage of what they're offering. The process is simple. All you do is sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. It's the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost, guys. The best part of this all, it's all done online. They'll take care of you guys and make sure that you guys are taken care of. All their tablets are made in the USA. They're prepared and shipped direct, so it's cheaper than using a pharmacy, having an awkward visit with your doctor, seeing somebody in line when you're getting your prescription, all that stuff. You avoid it because it's all done online. So if you can benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And of course, we've got a special offer for you guys. Try bluechew free when you use our promo code locked on at checkout. Just pay $5 in shipping. Simple as that. That's bluechew.com, promo code locked on. Receive your first month free. And we thank bluechew for sponsoring us here on Locked On Cougars. All right, friends, let's take a minute here and talk to you today about our good friends at Bet Online. They are your online sportsbook experts, guys. Football, obviously, in the rearview mirror, but we have basketball ongoing, NBA hoops, college hoops with the NCAA tournament. You have NHL hockey, baseball will be here before you know it. If you guys want to get in on the action, do it with our friends at Bet Online. You can sign up for free at betonline.ag. And when you make your first deposit, use the promo code LOCKED ON to take advantage of a special 50% welcome bonus courtesy of Bet 
Bet Online. Yes, you heard that right. Free money from our friends at Bet Online. They want you guys to have some fun in the sports betting market, and you can do it with them. Also, if you want to bet on other prop bets, whether it's reality TV, award shows, all that stuff, they've got you covered, guys. So take advantage of it now. Sign up for free, whether it's in your browser or on your mobile device at betonline.ag. And when you make that first deposit, make sure you use the promo code Locked On for that 50% welcome bonus. It's all courtesy of our friends at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, folks, if you hear this later on in the day, the game will probably be over by now, but BYU, the Women's Hoops program, will be taking on number six seed Rutgers at 10 a.m. Mountain Time in San Marcos, Texas. That game will be televised on ESPNU. There will also be a radio broadcast on the BYU radio network. Jason uh, Shepard will be on the call along with Kristen Kozlowski if you want to listen to them on the radio. But a big-time opportunity for the BYU Women's Hoops program. They are the 11th seed facing off against the number six seed, Scarlet. Knights. Uh, C. Vivian Stringer, one of the legendary figures and coaches in women's college basketball, is the head coach of the Scarlet Knights. She's been there for the past is it 25 or 26 years at this point. She is a Hall of Famer. She's been inducted to two different Hall of Fames, and she has a very, very good team. But I'm not sure that BYU is getting this respect that they deserve as the 11th seed going into this matchup. So let's give you kind of a lay of the land when it comes to the NCAA tournament for the Scarlet Knights. Their top two players are Arella Guriantes, who is averaging 20.8 points per game, 5.3 assists per game. Both of those are the leading numbers for the for the Knights. But she also is averaging 1.9 blocks per game. They average about 5.5 as a team. Kind of funny to see a guard leading the team in blocks per game. But nonetheless, Arella Guriantes will be one to keep an eye on. And her backcourt running mate, Diamond Johnson, a freshman, averaging 17.9 points per game. So they got a fantastic one-two punch on the guard line for uh, Coach Stringer's program, but BYU is going to counter with two great guards of their own, Paisley Johnson-Harding as well as Shaley Gonzalez. As I've said all year long, when Shaley Gonzalez is on her game, it's near impossible to, to keep her down. She is just absolutely phenomenal at what she does. She makes life miserable for opposing teams. She has the capability of going for 30-plus, and this is the type of game that she likely will need to go for 30-plus if BYU wants to spring the upset. It wouldn't hurt if Paisley Johnson-Harding could tally a double-digit performance of her own. And I'm just thinking the BYU not being talked about enough going into this matchup. Jeff Judkins and his team all year long, it seems like whenever the chips were uh, against them, they really responded in a big way. They have wins over the likes of Gonzaga this year, have proven that they can play with among the best teams in the NCAA. And I'm hoping that BYU, the women's team, can make a deeper run here in the tournament than the men's team. It would be good to see them advance, even if it was just one round, make it to the round of 32 and show what they could do. I think it would be a fantastic accomplishment for this program. I don't think that it's out of the question that BYU upsets Rutgers as they are the number three team out of the Big Ten. BYU the number two team out of the West Coast Conference. It just it strikes me as BYU is not getting the same type of respect that I thought they deserved. We'll find out though. Uh, I think that Lauren Gustin, an, an honorable mention, AP All-American, will have to show up big. She's a rebounding machine. Any points she can provide would help BYU out quite a bit. And I just I I like. 
this matchup for BYU. I know that Vivian Stringer is a legend in the college game. She's just done so much in her career, multiple Final Fours with the Scarlet Knights, a very, very good program who has a lot of talent. But I think that Jeff Judkins and his squad have proven all year long that if you give them an opportunity to show what they can do, they will come up big and really come out and show you that they have the ability to come up with big moments. And the hope is that today they avoid what the men's team did and have a slow start and allow... uh allow the Scarlet Knights, speaking of Rutgers, to jump on them early. If you can avoid that, you've got the recipe for a potential upset, in my opinion, for BYU. There's a bigger matter of, can they actually pull it off? We'll find out. But I really, really like what I am seeing from this women's team, speaking of BYU, going into this matchup. I think all year long, they've had some disappointing losses, sure. USF in the in the final couple of games of the regular season among them. But when they got into the West Coast Conference Tournament, they took care of business outside of that final loss to Gonzaga that I think they probably should have won. If you go back and watch that, I'm not sure that buzzer beater that Gonzaga hit ultimately counted. But nonetheless, BYU, I think they've got plenty of motivation going into this game. I think they are going to be ready to go from the get-go. I think they probably have watched. The men's team showed what happened in that game. Probably the coaching staff showed it to him and said, avoid this, because that's absolutely what we have to avoid. You cannot afford a slow start. This is when it counts. It is one and done. Lose and go home. Advance if you win. That's as simple as that. If you want to keep playing hoops this season, you want to keep playing with your teammates, you've got to win games at this point. So the hope is that BYU, the women's team, can advance at least one round, maybe even further than that and I'm not thinking it's out of the question for them to do that today when they face off against Rutgers but it will take a pretty big performance I think from BYU's top players among them Shaley Gonzalez, Paisley Johnson Harding and Lauren Gustin if they want to advance but I'm looking forward to it. I think it's been a fun year so far for the women's team, and it's now their time to shine on the big platform. Once again, 10 a.m. Mountain Time on ESPNU if you want to watch it, or if you're able to listen to it, you can listen to it on the BYU Radio Network. As I said, Jason Shepard and Kristen Cut. Kristen Kozlowski will have a call for you guys there. All right, coming up here momentarily, we'll catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. A lot to get to in the world of sports from BYU. They showed a lot of good things from the weekend. We also lost a legend in Danny Plater. We'll talk about all that here momentarily. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar, the low sugar, low calorie, high fiber, high protein protein bar, the best tasting protein bar you have ever had. And Built Bars are now trying to find out the best protein bar, the best Built Bar of them all. It is, of course, Built Bar Madness. And they are having a matchup every single day on BuiltBar.com that you guys can vote on and let you guys find out what it lets you guys determine, excuse me, what is the best Built Bar of them all. Today's matchup is coconut against birthday cake. I'm not going to lie. Birthday cake is absolutely phenomenal, but coconut is my jam when it comes to Built Bars. They're utterly phenomenal. And like I said, the best tasting protein bar as well as good for you as well. So if you guys want to go vote on it, go to builtbar.com or follow them on Twitter at bar underscore built. Have your vote heard and let your voice be heard as well. And while you're there at builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. Yes, you heard that right. 15% off your next order. LOCKED15 is the promo code at builtbar.com. Take advantage of it now, guys. That's promo code LOCKED15 at builtbar.com and make sure you have your voice heard when it comes to Built Bar Madness. I'm thinking that Coconut's going to advance today, but we'll find out. It's all courtesy of our friends at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar anywhere. 
All right, folks, catching up on everything that's going on from the weekend in sports for BYU. Let's start off with cross country. The women's cross country team, Diljeet Taylor, their head coach, was named the 2020 National Coach of the Year after the women's team won the cross country national title. Connor Mance on the men's side of things was named the 2020 National Men's Athlete of the Year after winning, winning the individual title last week at the NCAA Championships. Mance is a three-time All-American and adds just another honor to his extensive list of accolades and it's fantastic to see coach taylor by the way man what a stellar coach she's done incredible things uh, i think byu is very lucky to have coach taylor in the stable working alongside ed Stone. who knows how long it will last because i guarantee that coach taylor is going to have more suitors coming to pick her up if at all possible but byu has been lucky to have her if she does decide to move on but nonetheless pretty phenomenal to see her get named 2020 national coach of the year after that women's cross-country title on to other sports number 17 byu women's soccer rolled five 5-1 Saturday over the over the Pacific Tigers. Cougars are now 6-3 overall on the season. 3-1 in West Coast Conference play. Baseball bounced back in a big way after a horrendous open to the season. They swept all three games on the road against Loyola Marymount, finishing it off with a 4-1 victory on Saturday. They are now 3-0 to open up West Coast Conference play, so a nice bounce back effort from this team, but man, they've still got a long way to go to get back to even 500 on the season after a pretty Rough start to the year. Losses at Texas, a loss to Dixie State. Uh, man, just has not been the open of the season that Mike Littlewood and his squad probably expected, but I think some good signs with that sweep of LMU over the weekend. Uh, on to volleyball. The number two ranked men's volleyball program swept back-to-back matches at Pepperdine over the weekend. They won in Malibu for the first time since 2018 in the process. The Cougars are now 11-2 and on the year, uh, being matched by the number 16 ranked BYU women's volleyball team they swept number one san diego to improve to 12 and one on the season 11 and one in west coast conference play so both the volleyball programs at byu absolutely shining bright right now and that's good to see if you're a byu fan and then one final note from the other sports in byu's rolodex the number 12 ranked byu women's gymnastics program they won the mountain rim gymnastics conference title with a 196.925 that took place in logan utah up there at utah state Saturday evening. Fantastic showing for Guard Young and his program, and congratulations to them on that conference title. Fantastic to see them do that. Now they will look towards the NCAA championships. All right, one final note before we go here on a Monday is we do need to say farewell to a BYU legend, Danny Plater or Pluto Plater guy who played in an absolutely great era of BYU football and was a great part of that. He played from 1978 to 1981 out of Reno, Nevada. Six foot two, 188 pounds. Uh, just became one of the favorite targets of Jim McMahon during their time together with the Cougars. Just a legend in all the senses of the phrase. He had a brain tumor many, many years ago that required brain surgery. It really altered his personality and altered his life. But uh had been around BYU all the time. And I mean this sincerely. I've been working in the media covering BYU full time for nearly a decade at this point, And I cannot remember a time that I have not seen Danny around the BYU football program in particular, but just around BYU sports in general. He had the run of the place. It was good to see him every time I did see him. Uh, always kind, always fun to talk to when you had a chance to catch up with him. And we're going to miss him. There's no doubt about that. Uh, brain aneurysm, according to his son Jordan, uh, is what he suffered last week and ended up passing away from that. Just, man, 
it's very, very sad. He went on to be a fourth-round pick of the Denver Broncos after his playing days at BYU. Like I said, that that brain uh, tumor that he had was operated in the mid-1980s and really just kind of affected the rest of his life. So you just hope that his family is comforted now because, like I said, Danny was around BYU but just never was the same after that tumor, and we'll miss him, plain and simple. So rest in peace to Danny Pluto Plater. I know that I am just one of many who are honoring his life and legacy, but nonetheless wanted to do that here on a Monday and thank him for all the many things that he brought to the BYU football program and BYU athletes athletics by extension all right that's going to do it for monday edition of the show a big thank you once again for you guys continued support of the podcast please make sure you hit the follow or subscribe button also leave us a rating and review and follow the show on social media as well facebook instagram or twitter at locked on cougars my personal twitter feed is at jacob c hatch you always can email the show as well locked on byu at gmail.com is the email address have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this this has been the locked on cougars podcast for march 27 2nd 2021 and we will talk to you guys tomorrow